2: You guys who know that Delta 8 is not a flight number. Chris and the Riz. Hey, hi ho Lions fans. Welcome to the Detroit Lions podcast. This is episode 419. The Detroit Lions' first preseason game is in the books. And this is the official Detroit Lions podcast for Reddit. I am your dashing host, Chris. With me is my good friend... And gosh, it looks like you look like you've been up for a bit. Glorious co-host Jeff the Riz Rizden. How are you doing, brother? Good morning. It's a, it's a wonderful early Saturday morning after a
1: late Friday night. Let's we're having fun with this. Yes,
2: it's a good time. Great, it's a good time. We had football last night, Chris. All is well in the world again. That's right. And you know, Ryan, I appreciate that. I see it in the chat. You only fail if you quit. That is such a Dan Campbell thing. I appreciate you guys. I love the support from you folks. All right, we got a great show today. Fantasy football is live. We'll talk about that quick. We'll recap the Lions' first preseason game. Talk about standouts in the game and in camp so far. Of course, it's impossible not to talk about hard knocks because it's hard knocks. Riz, have you seen these? In what these knots? <laughs> And we'll talk Lions big picture stuff as well and a whole lot more. We got a great show lined up. Riz, you ready to go, my man? (laughs) All right, let's get with it. We'll get right into it. Fantasy football is live right now. Thank you guys for, for staying with us here. Appreciate that. Um, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, Fantasy.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Get yourself locked in. We have great teams. It's a fundraiser to help us burn this new board. This is the second one they've sent me. Burn this publicly in effigy and in reality. It'll be a good time. Uh, and replace it. Um, I'm going to go back to the old one. I don't know what I'm going to do with this thing. It's just a, a, an absolute disaster. Fantasy football. You is. just <laughs> the alligators in your backyard? Who knows? There we go. Fantasy Football is live. Join us for some of the fun. You'll have an awesome, awesome time. Fantasy.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. We have two different leagues. Four of the 12 people in every league wins. You have one in three chance of winning just by showing up and knowing that other people just aren't as smart as you. Fantasy.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Come in play against us, play with us, whatever, have some fun. It's one of the best times and it helps to show out. It's a, it's a really, really fun thing. All right, let's talk about it. Lions happened to play some football last night, Riz, and it was actually pretty fun. It was a really exciting game. The fourth end of the fourth quarter looked like a road podcaster, crappy mixing board. But other than that, um, it was a pretty good game. Um, That first team, that first team, buddy. Holy moly. I liked what I saw first-team offense was incredible. Um, First
1: play didn't go so well. After that, it was 10 plays, 79 yards, and they lost one or two on the first play. After that, amazing, amazing. Offensive line completely dominated, uh, just blew the Falcons away. Goff was great. He was sharp. He was three of four. The one miss was a Jamal Williams drop uh, that hit him like... Where, where it needed to be it had to be a high throw because the defender was closing low hit him in the hands up here and then hit his face mask and bounced away golf was great it took exactly what the defense gave him and uh look they they made some plays and uh, DeAndre Swift looked fantastic good
2: time great time great start I am going to go out there on a limb and I just want to i'm gonna put that you I told you beforehand and, and laughed. Everyone ahead of the season was talking about, oh, Goff can't do it. Goff's only as good as the team around him. Goff, I mean, it's one drive. So let's not just let's not go too far here. Right. But right. I, I recommend. I, I completely recognize. And <laughs> right. right, right. But Goff looked really, really good. It doesn't it just doesn't look like he has a team. <laughs> <laughs> it was the high point of the night for me. He just was smoking. Although there was another player who, who impressed me, uh, played far beyond what I thought he would. But Goff was it last night he did great um loved loved watching him play he has a little wobble to his throw but it, it goes where it's supposed to you know it isn't that beautiful stafford spiral but that ball gets to where it needs to be he he, he looked really good out there good touch put the ball where it had to be I'm, I, I like it i like it if i could see that golf all season i'm a happy man
1: I am too. That give me that. That's what I want. And and some of it is the fact that he's definitely more comfortable with the weapons that he has. We saw DJ Shark last night. Don't believe he caught a pass. Don't believe he was all that involved. But you saw Amon Ra work in the middle of the field. You saw um, Hawkinson wasn't there. You saw Brock Wright fill in. Um, he did some good things, even though I don't think he touched the ball in the first round. He might have gotten a, one he, pass. But he got yeah, he got a pass we, real early. He did. Yep. We, but we 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 saw the genesis of what Ben Johnson is trying to do with the offense. And by the way, Ben Johnson did call the plays last night. That's going to be something that uh, gets asked of Dan tomorrow morning when we get a chance to talk to him in the media. Uh, so, uh, Ben did call the place last night for anybody who was wondering. That's still something that is up in the air for the year. Last night looked pretty good. Um, Even even when the backups came in after it, I thought that the the play calls were fine. The execution, eh, not so much. Yeah. Um, well, it was hit and miss, hit and miss. I'll, I'll give them that. Yeah. But, yeah, I, the, the starters and just the way – and I want to single out to you guys who don't get a lot of press most of the time – I thought the two best players outside of golf on the first drive were Halapulavati Vitae and Jonah Jackson, the guards. They owned the Falcons. They dominated those guys. Look, right now great. Tackles were fine. The guards absolutely destroyed the Falcons.
2: Yeah, yeah, 100%. And again, tribute to or credit to Hank Fraley and the, the, that entire offensive line. They're, they're looking really good. Um, loved. Hala Palluti, Hala Palluti uh play, he, again, I mean, he's likely making more, the contract just wasn't as great as it could be, but he's come, he's come around. I really, really like where he's, he's at. can I tell you a guy, a guy who surprised me and it was later in the game, but I didn't, I didn't expect even to see him. And this could be a little diamond in the rough on the offensive side of the ball. Devin funches the hurdle. I just
1: had a good game. In yeah. my post game notes, it's one of the uh, one of the takeaways. Four catches. Uh, I think he only got 19 yards, but he got a touchdown. Great touchdown, by the way. That that throw from Tim Boyle. Yes. Wow. That's that's why he's still around, folks. He can do that. Doesn't do it often enough or
2: consistent enough, but he can do that. Mm-hmm. Now that was a great play. <laughs> that that was and and Funches was just out there catching balls, running. I mean, I mean, he he is definitely a uh, a threat. This guy could be, could, could, and, and they walked through, let's see, he was injured in 2019, he COVID opted out in 2020, um, 2021, he got summer. dropped by the Packers, right? They cut him? Yeah, Is that what happened? Yeah, with uh, with injured status. Yeah, yeah. He looks like he's been working it. He looks like he's really been working it and yeah. wants to come back and wants to play hard. He was out there. And, and this is the kind of staff, and we'll get into that And when we get into Hard Knocks. This is the kind of staff that could really benefit a guy like Devin Funches.
1: Yeah. So he played, um, he, and by the way, he got injured in week one in 2019. Mm-hmm. So he's had almost three full years off and switched positions and has been on three different teams now. That's, uh, there's a lot that has going on for Devin Funches. He has definitely won the root for it. And he had a great night last night with apparently a bunch of friends and family in the stands too at Ford Field, which is, that, that's that, that's awesome. I love that. <laughs> love it.
2: Ah, then it comes to be the light of your end of your tunnel. We'll get into that too. Um, all right, O line, very solid. Hutch. Let's t- let's dive a little bit in a Hutch because his start oh, oh, oh. <laughs> was like every <laughs> police. I I was of two minds. Okay, and it was it was, it, and I don't want to be the jinxy jinxy guy here, but you remember the Quandre Diggs interception against the Jets to start off the season. I saw Hutch and I'm like, yeah! Like, uh oh. Like, like it just I had this this you know touch to my fandom <laughs> flashback. I was like, oh Dude, no you are scarred. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know it. You know it. Lionized. <laughs> <laughs> Hutch looked great, just blew up the left tackle. Um played. well
1: left tackle by the way? That's Jake Matthews, former top five overall, top ten overall pick, two time pro
2: bowler. Yep. Jake Matthews had yep. left tackle. Burned Didn't his- touch him. Yep. yep. <laughs> so that and then we, we see and he, he played well. I think there's one thing that we saw through the it was the first quarter, at least into the second quarter, for sure. Um, the defense was over pursuing. And I mean, I saw that early and and the Falcons did a great job of knowing. Uh, And playing, uh, uh, mitigating against that, using misdirection and other things to um, leave the defense out of position so that they could could move yards. Marcus Mariota being mobile. um, This is, again, I'm going to throw back to the Touch Your fandom years. But the one thing uh, we saw, like with the Chiefs, when Patricia's defense played against them, it was a contain, right? You're going to contain Patrick Mahomes, make him make him just be a quarterback. Don't let him scramble. That's we did the opposite. We were running not with all over. Right. Right. We were over pursuing a mobile quarterback. And uh, look, Marcus Mariota is not Patrick Mahomes, but um, it, it just was the wrong, the wrong, wrong. recipe. Right. It was yeah. the wrong recipe for that game.
1: Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I wrote about this this morning on, on Lions Wire. And it's there's a couple things that go with it. One is the fact that they do not practice against a mobile quarterback. I think that's a big problem. We have seen it, um, I believe it was Monday's practice where Jared Goff took off and got 30 yards twice on runs that weren't designed runs. He's just like, there's nobody here. I'm going to go. And he did it. If Goff is doing that, imagine what a guy like, like well, we saw it, what, what Mariota can do, what Desmond Ritter can do, um, what Jalen Hurts is going to do in week one. Uh, and by the way, the Eagles looked phenomenal last night. That's uh, I, I don't want to be a downer on people. I'm telling you all week one is the most difficult game on the schedule for the lions in terms of X's and O's do not get frustrated by it. The Eagles are a playoff team. They're going to win 11, 12 games and they are a nightmare matchup because of how they approach the game for what against what the lions do. One of the things, and then this ties into this, the lions defense is aggressive. When you're aggressive, you're trying to make things happen Well, when you don't finish the play, things happen for the other side, and you saw a lot of that last night. You saw everybody backside over pursuit, Um, and the linebackers that are supposed to rotate around back or the safety on the backside was late consistently. Uh, The slot corner, um, I'm going to single out A.J. Parker here because he got blasted twice on it completely abandoned his backside gap responsibilities on a couple of plays where the, the, uh, the defensive ends over pursued. That's not on, that's not on the defensive ends. That's on Parker and it's on the linebackers getting out there. Malcolm Rodriguez was late a couple of times to get out there. Kirby Joseph never got out there. And, And look, these are young guys. These are rookies. These are guys that don't have a lot of experience doing that. They don't get to practice it. So it's something that the lions have to work on. Uh, because that that's definitely one of the takeaways from the film is that they are really vulnerable to quarterbacks who can tuck and run and by the way Arthur Smith the Lions, the Falcons coach after the game said we did not have
2: one single designed quarterback run last night wow well they didn't um who the they didn't uh, need to <laughs> yeah the Titans didn't either with uh Malik <laughs> did you see that quote <laughs> they to see no,
1: no. by the way good on Mike Vrabel for doing that but then you bring in Logan Woodside and he runs up the middle on the first Yes. Yeah. Like pinch running Cecil Fielder for Tim Reigns or something. <laughs> Oops, Cecil <laughs> <That's a> Fielder. <laughs> There's a name I haven't heard in a long time. That's great. Malik Malik did some good things. He did some bad things. It was, yeah. it, it, was it was a fun watch. That's the only other game that I've watched in total so far, and uh, I. I came away thinking that the Titans defense needs to get better Well, than anything else on his Yeah,
2: team. and I'll, I'll tell you, one of the things that that I, I, Malik Willis is going to be fun to watch, bottom line. I don't yes, know how good he's going to be, he is he's going to be a lot of fun to watch. And that's, you know what? Football is about fun, so there you go. All right, Um, right. We'll talk a little bit. So other than the over-pursuit, right? The, the, I th- I think we attacked and again you're, you're playing a little bit of a de- vanilla defense. You're not doing a whole lot of adjustments during the game, right? This is preseason. We know that. Um I you people are going to say I'm nuts. They played better than I thought they would, though. To be to be 100% honest, I, did, I my expectations were really 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 low for this defense. So I'm, I'm I'm it's it's going to be a year and this is, you know, something I've 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 recognized for a couple weeks now. It's going to be a year where this team has to outscore its opponents. We are a team this year that is um, hinging upon its offensive performance rather than its defensive performance. Now, I say that, and I see what we are today, and I also recognize that the Lions are a team constantly evolving in in perpetual evolution. That doesn't mean this team won't get better on defense as the year goes on you're right about the philadelphia game not just about how good philadelphia is and how they match up against us but the fact that it's the first game of the season right i think it's a different game in week you know injuries aside in week 17 you know what i mean i think i think it's uh, a whole different thing so uh, it kind of stinks coming out of the gate you know out of the blocks against um, philly but by the same token i guarantee you coach uh coach Campbell has had this circled on the calendar. This is a, a a game that they've been looking at and planning for for a long time. Um so it'll be fun. And also this is always a thing we talk about every year. Week 1 is fool's gold. If we beat yes. if we beat the Eagles, which is you look at it today it and say happen. wow, it's it's but I'd say there's a 40% chance because there's so much just goofiness that happens in week 1 that's not real. Um don't hang your hat on a win too much. Don't hang your hat on a loss too much in that game. Just enjoy it like the the last preseason game and one that counts. And then we'll get into the season week two and three. That's when things will really happen.
1: Absolutely. Uh, week um, one is always the, the worst week to bet because uh, there's so many anomalies. You remember Jacksonville, their one win the one year. Opening week against Miami, a, a, a pretty good Miami team, by the way, mm-hmm. that, wound up, that that loss wound up keeping Miami out of the playoffs. That was the only game that Jacksonville won all year. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's the way it goes.
2: Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's, um Let's let's get I want to talk about the linebackers. OK, and I've seen it in the chat. It's going crazy. Let me really quick. Thank you, Steve, for the super chat. Um, young linebackers thinking too much. We'll, we'll get into that a little bit. Um, Jared Davis. I mean, they couldn't stop talking about him. He was all over the field. My man was playing pretty. W- Look, he had a couple plays where he was. Oh, that's Jared Davis, and he had a whole number of plays. He was all over the place. I, I really loved what I saw from him as far as how he's evolved as a player and how he may really well fit into this defense and is a is a pretty strong player.
1: He had he had some moments. He did. Um, uh, the, I thought the first drive of the second half, uh, yeah. the, where he came out, he had a great drive that that possession. Uh, I I thought that his speed to close on the quarterback or the running back on an outside run was something that Derek Barnes didn't offer, was something that Malcolm Rodriguez didn't offer as well earlier in the game. Mm -hmm. Um, He did run past a couple of points of attack. He got lost in coverage miserably on one play. Um, Fortunately, Ritter didn't see it. Yeah, I mean, that's... That that's the Jared Davis experience. That's what you're going for. Uh, I, I thought it, it was a better game for him than he has practiced. Quite frankly, mm-hmm. when the lights came on, he showed up, and that's something that Dan Campbell has talked about a lot. Is you know who, who comes who who can play when the lights come on, not just uh, under the practice sunshine. And Jared Davis played better in the game than he has in practice. That, that was that was nice to see.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, and I'm 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 rooting for for davis i really am i want him to he's a good dude man he's a good human being my son and i saw him um after camp he came out the front of the building right everyone had cleared out they'd gone in the building after everything and we were there for a bit we stayed late and then we were coming out and as we we were coming out the the front he came out with his his daughter and um Couple people came, a little kids came up for autographs, and he was like, "All right, cool, cool, right." But he was—I mean, he was on family time. Now a couple adults came over. He's like, "No thanks." Anyway, <laughs> and, he went, he's a t- and yeah. I and I and I credit him for that, right? He, I do too. I'll tell you too. The other guy that deserves a lot of credit, maybe not as you know your starting quarterback, but uh, Boyle. God, what a as a person, just really a great guy. He was he was really great to everybody out there, and stayed till as long as they would let him. To, to hang out with uh, the folks wanting the autographs and stuff. So that was good. Jared Davis, good guy. Um, really want to see that redemption arc. Another guy who, boy, I want to tell you, this guy looks like he could, he, he, you know, he looks like a rookie. But he, Malcolm Rodriguez, Rodrigo, <laughs> the, <laughs> the lady's favorite this year. Um, I, I there was he had some some smoking plays. I mean, he had a couple where he was just rock and roll star other times you know the rookie rust the the rookie he's a
1: sixth round rookie that's the context that you need to evaluate him in the 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 opening kickoff went down made a great play made a big stick Mm -hmm. made made a couple of well actually that was his only tackle made a couple of nice reads where he was in position to clean up a tackle if somebody else didn't make it but again uh what i talked about a little bit earlier he was late recognizing the backside containment responsibilities from his position uh, at least twice that I saw. I, I haven't rewatched the game yet. I, I will do that probably tomorrow morning, um, and and offer thoughts on it. But yeah, he uh, uh, energy great. I thought his coverage was solid, uh, and I thought I thought there was, again there was a lot to like. Um, he he's going to be a guy. I think we saw it in the first hard knocks that uh, you know fan, fan favorite, easy on the eyes. The ladies are going to like him. Um, and he's, he's he is he's a Detroit kind of linebacker. Yeah. He plays the game the way Chris Spielman played the game. It's <laughs> easy to see why the Lions liked him. I'm not saying he's Chris Spielman. I'm not saying he's the second coming of Chris Spielman. But you, you can't avoid the stylistic similarities there.
2: Oh, for sure. For sure. <clears throat> love him. Love him. He was fun. His little smile, his dimples, I was told, is what makes him so endearing. and he's um, he's got that going for him yeah yeah got some moves too showed showed it in hard knocks the the salsa dancing the smile the dancing he's he's got it all he is (laughs) gonna be a great personality Pull a lot of people in um on the hard knocks thing um i want to talk about something else really quick uh yeah rodrigo has amazing teeth for sure micro mike (laughs) um They're almost as bright as Ross's was when he slept with the uh, white strips in. If anyone remembers that old episode of Friends. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness, there's a throwback. Yes. We're going to take a second. In a second, we're going to get you Riz to to start going uh, waxing. Poetic about uh, Kennedy, but uh, Brandon, Chris, and Jeff, do you think they should have skipped on the safety, Kyle Hamilton, by picking JMO? I want to say it's way too early to, to try to make that that evaluation. If JMO rolls out and never plays, his legs in fourteen pieces. You know, I'm trying to be silly extreme here. Um, yeah, yeah, that was a terrible move. JMO comes out, drops fifteen hundred yards this year after missing four games. I'm in. I'm in. Right. Well, we have to see. We don't have the data to make that. that yeah,
1: it's, it, it's way too early on that. And, and we got to see what, what Kyle Hamilton does, too. Um, look, I, I liked Hamilton a lot. He was he was the number one player on my draft board this year. I, I think he's going to be a fantastic player. But uh, it, they made a They made a conscious decision to go in a different direction. And we got to see what that direction leads to before we make any judgment on it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. All right. So with that, I wanted to really Uh, there's one thing I want to touch on if if I can and then we'll kind of go back to um, to some of the play we saw roughing the passer was supposed to be a point of de-emphasis this year if you remember they were going to lay off on that and then the Lions Jared Davis got called on what I would say even with the old rules was a real BSE roughing the passer call and I'm not here to complain about the refs please don't this is preseason it doesn't matter but what it is is trying to get consistency and an understanding of what the rules are and every year the preseason when they talk about the points of emphasis or de-emphasis they show those that was not a call that should have been made and that's going to lead to confusion in the league if they do dumb shit like that i
1: would say I, i actually agreed with the call he was he took two full steps Not now the the steps were not of his own creation. He got pushed by Chris board, his own teammate, but he did in fact, make contact well after the ball was gone. When the quarterback was still in a defenseless and protected position. That's, that's, that's the terminology you got to remember. They are protected by the league rules Mm -hmm. in that situation. Davis made contact with him, knocked him to the ground by the letter of the law. It was a penalty. And I, I don't, I don't think it was a bad call. Uh, so I, I do think that So so hold, I, let me I will absolve Davis a little bit in the fact that the board pushed him. Yep. Um and, and that's that that's that's a guy trying to make a play. I'm not going to fault Chris Board for that. either. No, no.
2: And and okay. But, and and we'll say okay, that's the baseline now. I'll agree with with you on that. Then the next question I have, this is incredible. The next question I have. All right. The next there we go. You're back. Uh the next question I have then is the hit on what was a Blau or boy, it was Blau. I think that slid and got hit yes. after he slid, and there was no call. And they didn't call it. Now, That's ridiculous. If right, I took everything you just said about protect the quarterback and all that, and then this was like an absolutely obvious play. And this is where I'm going, right? Not complaining. Again, I want to be real clear. I'm not complaining about the officiating, but we're trying to establish what the rules are this year for the players. And we've got them giving them now an absolutely inconsistent message. And and that's got to be frustrating for the, for the players. And I know as a fan from many years of this, that that's very, very frustrating from a, a fan's perspective as well. When you don't know what the rules are, Calvin Johnson catch.
1: That was a play, the, the blow play that you have in question, where I have seen. I've seen Cam Newton get that call. I've seen Aaron Rodgers get that call without even being touched. Mm -hmm. And then I've seen uh, Joe Burrow not get the call. Uh, We we saw David Blount not get the call last night. Um, There's a famous incident, and Texans fans will know exactly what I'm talking about, where Brock Osweiler slid, was starting to get up, and got knocked back down (laughs) by the Patriots um, in their... The, the, one, of the, one of their ugly games against Patriots um, and they didn't call it and, and they actually earned an unsportsmanlike conduct because they protested so violently about it like how is this not a penalty um, so yeah it's frustrating very
2: frustrating uh, vigorous protestations as it were yes so we'll see this is this is interesting um this is going to be one to watch because they've caught the league has called attention to it if it was just a a, a inconsistency okay that, that's that's fine we'll we'll talk about it but this was one of the things that they've said is a point of we'll call it de-emphasis and now it's inconsistent and you know you're watching to see what they're trying to establish as the rules and they should have just not talked about it because now it's a mess
1: I, I will. I will say it's interesting that the the Lions. So every year the NFL has officials go around from camp to camp and explain the rule changes and the emphasis in the since They have videos that go with it. Um, they haven't had that in Detroit yet. I think they're actually getting it in Indianapolis this week. But uh, so that that might help, like at least the from the team perspective, clear up some of the things. Um, and then generally the media gets to sit in on a press conference about that too, which is kind of cool. But, uh, yeah, it's it was uh, it's not this is not complaining about the officiating because it's preseason for them, too. They're learning as as well. But the, the inconsistent application of the rules is definitely frustrating
2: yeah yeah no all right so then we want to talk about the linebackers a little bit i know that's your favorite position riz you are an advocate they for a first did not overall play well last night <laughs> first overall pick at linebacker you be kind the, the lions are really testing your your oh no not before the third round no linebackers before the third. <laughs> you're gonna be screaming for a first round linebacker one of these years until they don't get it together man <laughs> yeah
1: so and and last night again we talked about you know the the style of play that the Falcons run is not conducive for having bad linebackers. Yes, like so. Next week, the Colts, Matt Ryan can't move. <laughs> His backups really can't move. Yeah. Like you're going to see much better linebacker. I think Anzalone is going to play next week too, and that that will that will make a difference. I know people like to bag on on 34. He is the best linebacker on the team, and in camp there are probably 80% of the plays where he's really good. Now that's got to, that's got to get up there, but yeah, they, they did not play well last night. They are. And then again, we talked about this in the Patreon Slack, the, the smartest Lions chat on the internet, go join it. It's worth it. It's worth your $5 a month. Please do it. They money balled linebacker on purpose. They, they, You can't have strengths everywhere. They chose to have a weakness at linebacker because it is the least important position on the field for Aaron Glenn and Dan Campbell and what they want to do. That's the the one area where they are deviating from the Bill Parcells tree, which they come from. And and Aaron Glenn told us this past week. Brian Duker, the safeties coach, told us this week. The playmaking position in this defense is not linebacker. It is safety. It's designed that way. And let's be but, honest.
2: Let's be honest well, really quick. This team, to, to your the first point you were making, had a dearth of talent at multiple positions. Yes. Part of the reason, I'm, I'm certain, the reason behind setting up the defense, as you're going to go into here, is to help cover some of those lacks of talent because you can only get so many pieces in a year and you can only afford so many free agents. Uh, and we had to fix the cap in order to even get to a point where next year we'll, we'll have to be able we'll be able to play a little bit. But there was so many gaps. You, they had to structure the defense in a way that allowed them to build a functional defense with without linebackers in this case, because they just didn't have other players.
1: And, and where are your playmaking positions? Edge, cornerback, yep. safety,
2: yep. not linebacker.
1: And they, they focused on those other positions to the most part. And uh, I, I think we're going to be happy with that. But, you know, safety is their playmaking position. And uh, Tracy Walker played great last night. That that's uh, Now, the linebackers that they've got have got to play better. And one of the things that they are re- required to do is to be where they are supposed to be when they're supposed to be there. And from Derek Barnes last night, specifically on Atlanta's first drive, we did not see that. He wasn't where he was supposed to be when he was supposed to be there. I, I don't think at all. He's not had a great camp. It's time to start worrying a little bit about Derek Barnes and his progression. He had a fantastic tackle for loss later when he's attacking and, and you know reading downhill and, and assigned to be that aggressive. It's good as much as the defense is still built on aggression, there is still some reading that needs to be done by the linebackers and the safeties. They have to decipher things and make decisions quickly. That's not where Barnes is comfortable yet. Remember, this is a guy who was a pass rusher for most of his career at Purdue. This is only the, the third season that he's ever played off-ball linebacker. He's still learning it. There's a learning curve there.
2: It's a great point. They're,
1: they're, they're not good at linebacker. There's no question about it. And uh, the I would say, I do think that the talent is, I, I think Anzalone, I think Barnes, uh, Rodriguez. I actually think that Josh Woods has, has something in him. Chris Board did not play well last night. He's been better in camp than he was last night. They have potential to be adequate at linebacker, but they're absolutely not. The, the, it's not a strength of the team by design and again that, that that's a conscious choice Chris to your point they wanted to build up positions that are more important to them in that yep. and uh, Aaron Glenn, Brian duker Anthony Ar- Aubrey Pleasant have all said you know they, they they have purposely de-emphasized the linebacker this is not this is not me you know getting my wish although well, it is what I want mm-hmm. uh, it, it, but they have to be better uh, otherwise it doesn't work
2: and I think they will. And that's the one thing, again, about these coaches and this team, where they are today is not where they're going to be at the end of the season. They are all growing. Right. And remember, we're still on this youth movement. We've got, you know, Barnes is a young guy. He's only been in the league one year. A lot of these guys don't have the the kind of road under their wheels that we're expecting. Good one here from Mark LeBay. I think this defense looks more like a Sean Payton D than a Bill Parcells D. Well, I think Sean Payton's D is an evolution of the Parcells de- defense. And I would say that this is an evolution of the Sean Payton defense, right? I mean, I think you can trace the roots back to Parcells, but you can't, I mean, we watched Matt Patricia try to run the the 1986 Giants defense forever, and, he, and, and it doesn't work today. Yeah. You have to be able to yeah. evolve. So I think what we have is, again, given the talent you had when they took over this team, and, the, and, and then the coaches they got, how they're evolving and designing this defense is really around the talent they have. Again, look, we don't have linebackers. They, that's a deemphasized position because we didn't have linebackers. We had needs at other positions. They're now building toward something that de-emphasizes the linebackers to help maximize their strength and build this defense around the talent that they have as well as the talent that they plan on getting. This is much better than trying to ask players like Jared Davis to run a read and react defense like Matt Patricia wanted him to do that. You, you're, you're now tailoring your defense to your players. This is a big deal and people should right. get, <clears throat> get used to this and be more excited about it than I think what they are. Of course. And I, I will say that uh, the safeties
1: not playing well outside of Tracy Walker behind the linebackers did not help the perception of the linebackers last night. Did you I say- thought Tracy played a great game. I thought, uh, did you say safeties? Kirby, Kirby Joseph did not play well. Did you, um, did you say the yeah, safeties? It, it was rough. Juju Hughes did not play well at all. Um, the, the the touchdown pass at the end. Look, Boswell's got to make a play on that ball too at corner. But you saw Juju Hughes sprinting across the field because he wasn't where he was supposed to be because he got lost. Were you, were you talking uh, about the, the, the safety bris? play has to be better too?
2: So you're, talk, you're talking about the safeties?
1: Yes, These nuts.
2: (laughs) Sorry, I just want to play that every minute, every minute. You're still 12. I love it. Oh man. Okay. Yeah. No. Absolutely. So so Tracy Walker. Look, Kirby. Let's talk about Kirby a little bit. Kirby Joseph out there. Another guy who had a mixed bag of success. He had a couple plays where he looked really strong. He had a couple plays where he looked like a rookie preseason game, a little bit vanilla on the defense. This is this again. I'm not I'm not this defense played better than I expected them to. I'm not saying they were great. I'm not saying, you know, I'm not shipping Kool-Aid down the down the street here, but I didn't have high expectations. So I was I was really happy with with what we've seen so far out of these guys.
1: I I'm I was frustrated by the lack of and I, I, we talked about it already. Um the the, the quarterback running, I I also thought that the, the over- coverage uh, I don't think that the outside corners played well. Jeff Okuda was the next um, guy I was going to go to, yep. Yeah. Warrior um, got beat badly by Drake London on a drag route where he's... Look, it was a nice throw by Mariota, but that's a play that, that he's got to make. Like, you're in position to do that, you you just let him catch it, and go. That, that, that was rough. Um, Okuda didn't do a lot. Will Harris played one play. He left with a hand injury. We don't have an update on that yet, but... Uh, it, from what it sounds like, like he didn't even stop on the sideline. He just went straight into the locker room. That's typically not good. I hope 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 that's okay. Yeah. You know, depth guys, they're learning out there. Um, A.J. Parker had a rotten game. Um, I will say this, and uh, this is this isn't breaking news for the people that are outside or that are in the slack, but for people that are outside it you're going to see a different starting slot corner in week one than we saw last night. That's a player that didn't play last night and he wears number 39 and his name is Jerry Jacobs. And as soon as he is ready to go, he should be, I I would say stronger than should uh, the starting slot corner for the Detroit Lions. And that will help a lot. Um, and, And some of it, Look, Jerry, Jerry is, he's not a complete player, but one of the things that he does really well, he is a vicious tackler and he's a smart tackler and he's not going to get lost the way that AJ Parker did the way that chase Lucas, who by the way is a pretty smart player in his own right. Um, did not have a great debut either. Uh, made one nice closing tackle, but that's, and, and should have had an interception dropped it. Yep. Uh, I, I, th- I saw things to like from chase Lucas there, but yeah, that, that, that and you talk about defensive evolving, that that's one of the areas where they're going to evolve and, and move things around. Uh, and I, I, I can't say for certain that Jerry will be activated for week one, but I'm leaning towards him being out there on week one. Uh, when I do the next 53 man roster projection. I do. I'm going to have him being on the active roster and somebody else not being on it.
2: Yeah. And the, the thing about J- Jerry, and this is up my nose with the ones on the field as well. I don't know if anybody else saw this, but the tackling was much improved year over year. Yes. And then year over year over year. Incredibly, you know, Patricia talked about fundamentals all the time, but they, they <laughs> tackling was a huge issue for the team. Those ones last night came out and they were tackling. I mean, my son just turned to me and said, these guys, I don't remember them ever tackling like this. Right. And it was like, now, now there's a difference
1: between like the, the physical act of tackling I thought was very good. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we saw a lot of different examples of that. The getting in position to make the tackle was where they struggled.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, but I think a lot of that was out of the over pursuit. I mean, I think that was Definitely. what they were, what they, how they set up and how they were executing. I, I don't think again. I don't think they were adjusting. I think they were like, okay, we're going to run our pursuit defense tonight, and maybe. How do I put this? We talked about this with Patricia, putting people in tough positions and seeing how they react it could well be that there's some of that. And it's a, it's a different way of doing it when Campbell and company do it, I, I think. And I, I think they just said, this is the defense. They know they've got a running quarterback in Mariota. They know he's doing one you know, one, one, uh, one quarter. And then they're going to keep watching and they're going to see how all of these guys work with the different quarterbacks they have. Because if you stretch them like this, you can really test them at their limits. And they've talked about it. You'll, we'll talk about hard knocks here in a little bit. But um, when they get in and do their... Their thing um it's it it, god i lost it sorry (laughs) i lost my train of thought it's so early why i just want to sleep in one day all right so yeah no they you see (laughs) you can see these guys at their at their limits and see what they do and they talked about it in hard knocks that um you know when you're at 80 percent and um, you're, you're you're you know taking them out to the depths. So you just get your hands on them. I mean, what kind of soul do you have? And we'll have a quote from about that uh, uh, from Hard Knocks where they elaborate on that a little bit. But um, Funches, yes, we talked about Funches. Funches was 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 really good out there. Did some some great stuff. He's definitely a guy to watch. Anybody else? Riz, let's talk about the the running backs a little bit. I think we haven't touched on that. Um, Swift looked great. Uh,
1: I was I was surprised that they gave him the ball, quite frankly, uh, because they are more than a little concerned about his durability. Uh, let's put it that way. And uh, he looked great, did great. So, you know, no issue there. Uh, he looked good. Jamal dropped a pass. I thought he ran very well. Um, I thought he read blocks well. And that's something that's critical for Jamal because he's not the biggest. He's not the fastest. But he when he gets that package going, he, he did well. Um, you know, you saw some things, Jamar, I thought missed some opportunities, uh, just to, to go bigger picture. I don't think Jamar's making the team. Um, some of it is the fact that he's, how to be polite about it. Um, not adept in passing situations. Uh, that'll be, I'll be gentle on him. You've had enough uh, of that shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so if he's missing, holes and cutback lanes and he did that a couple times just from my first watch I noticed that
2: mm-hmm. probably not going to go too well for him. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, So yeah, running backs his whole Swift was I don't want to say unimpressive. He was mediocre. I felt like I mean um, Jamal Williams was mediocre. He dropped that pass which was really early that hurt. D- really disappointing to me because the expectation is that he's going to catch those. He just didn't have the concentration. It's a one play and the, the best part about Jamal Williams is, is I sit here and think about it is watching him at camp or before the games when he's playing catch with uh, the fans and the fans drop it and then he's like oh yeah that was me what would you say right <laughs> he just he just talks a little smack and then they so <laughs> they throw it back to him and he makes these wild behind the back one handed catches you know buh, 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 buh. so it was just a, a momentary lapse of confidence too you know too easy to catch so he took it for granted and his brain moved on as if he had already caught it so happened Hopefully, you know, that's why we have the preseason help remind us of those kinds of things and make sure that we don't want to play that way. All right. Let's see. With that, anything else you want to cover overall Uh, special teams? Would you like to talk about special teams at all?
1: Kickers were great. I will say um, uh, Riley Patterson. He's not known for having a big leg Mm -mm. in Wednesday's practice. And then again, last night he put kickoffs eight yards deep in the end zone i've never seen him do that before that's a concerted effort on his part and it's the reason why cyber hasn't won the job yet because yeah. patterson is getting better at what he needs to get better at that's coaching folks dave
2: fip knows what the hell he's doing oh hell yeah Phipp is great <laughs> and i'll tell you what patterson also working his butt off out there early in practice first day of pads the, the, the last practice before pads he couldn't bang a 50 yarder through I mean, he he just couldn't. He bounced it off the lower bar. He came short, wide, whatever. He just couldn't do that. And starting to see some leg appear. I don't know if he's you know he quit skipping leg day or whatever. But my guy is showing up, and 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 I like what I'm seeing. He's a, he's a good kid, great personality, um, accurate. Would love to see him just get that that kind of the the depth out of that ball, like like you're but talking coverage, about. Kickoff. Yeah,
1: coverage units were good. Uh, Rodrigo did great. Josh Woods had a great rep. Uh, I, I thought um, return game not so great. Uh, my guy Khalil Pimpleton had had the nice return at the end. I'm glad he tried to run it out. That you're, you're trying to make plays in that situation. Um, he did do all right. You know you're going to see more there. That is a battle that's unresolved. Um, again, Maurice Alexander. I'm, I'm going to give I'm going to give him a little bit of love, even though he didn't do much last night. He's been really good in practice, and it wouldn't surprise me at all if he made the team. Um, it, now he's got an uphill climb to do that, uh, but uh, quintus Cephas being out and not being ready and uh, might not be ready next week either. It's opening the door, and it's not any Benson that's running through it. Uh, Tom Kennedy ran through it last night as well. Tom Kennedy, phenomenal game. But, uh Maurice Alexander gives you a little bit more juice than what Kennedy does, and uh, he didn't really see it last night, but we've seen it a lot on the practice field. So keep an eye on him as, as we go into Colts week here.
2: Real scrappy gym rat, right? <laughs> <laughs> all right, <clears throat> Fip size. Yeah, day, I'm, I'm going to tell you. And I saw Fip. What was it? Was it one of the previews for Hard Knocks, or or something else? He it was it was Hard Knocks. It was a preview. He was talking to the camera. He's like, "Hey, what's this? Hey, what are you doing there?" He's always like into the equipment and what people are yeah. doing and how it You're works. Inquisitive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And he's in there. He's always just talking. It was funny. I mean, I, I will never forget him just going to town with all our drops and all the buttons we have. Just just hit his favorite. His favorite drop that we had at Senior Bowl when, uh, as we were getting ready before we interviewed him. He hit this I'm not no less than 10 times. You've had enough of that shit. He loved that. He,
1: <laughs> His face lit up every time we hit it, too. It's so <laughs> great. He's like, this is great.
2: Fip is awesome. Dave, he's, he's really awesome. He's, he's got a great personality. He's a cool cat. So, All right, let's move on. Let's, let's talk about D's Hard Knocks. You okay with that? Yes. It was, uh, it was good. We that. Um, let's, we're going to cover a couple of quotes here. I, I have a feeling that we're going to get demonetized by the tube because of it. But, um, you know, you can always help with the super chat or if, you, if you're watching after the fact, there's the, the the thanks thing afterward. Really appreciate that. All right. Let's see. Uh, let's get into the first one. This is kind of the opener. And this is where Dan Campbell talks about grit. And this is this is really important because this is foundational for the team and, and really kind of one of the core beliefs that Dan has for well,
3: you guys are in here. It's our core foundation, man, grit. And what does it mean? Really, in a nutshell, I think it means this. We'll go a little bit longer, we'll push a little harder, and we'll think a little deeper and a little sharper. Like, to me, it means we'll play anywhere. We'll play on grass, we'll play on turf, we'll go to a fucking landfill. doesn't matter doesn't matter if you have one ass cheek and three toes, I will beat your ass. It means that normally I'm 100%, 85%, man. That's all I need to beat you. I don't care. I will produce and win at 85%. You guys already know. You're not going to be 100% until next March. This is the best you're going to feel right now. It's the best you're going to feel. The quicker you accept that, man, the better off we're all going to be.
2: All right, let me. I just one, just one, gotta go back to one thing.
3: Doesn't matter if you have one ass cheek and three toes, I will beat your ass.
1: <laughs> where where did he come up with that? What? <laughs> like, that's. <laughs> what? I love it.
2: What, one ass cheek and three toes. What, what, fingers don't ma- I have no idea what my mind, ma- what, what's going on. Oh my God. Yes, yes, we're doing that. Um, I I enjoyed it. Uh, I so
1: so I I did not watch it in real time. I I got up there's or Wednesday morning at like five a.m. to watch it. Um, just because I, that that that's my wacky sleep schedule. I enjoyed that that, that like that was like I, I'm drinking my morning coffee. I'm sitting there I'm like. He's, he said what
2: <laughs> uh, I got it really quick so thank you Lion of Douchebagia I'll contribute for MCTCF bombs and then right after I appreciate that's a huge super chat I appreciate that um, Speakeasy Sports Dan Campbell beating handicaps out here lol <laughs> no I hadn't even thought of that <laughs> I hadn't so either I, now so, oh
1: god oh, feel, you, that's going to become a uh, thing isn't it oh
2: crap oh oh my god (sighs) Ken thank you for this one These Nuts Lions podcast that way you can keep the uh (laughs) keep the initials I can't believe Coach got somebody on that I mean you got me on it so I shouldn't say much yeah yeah that's great cheek and three toes I mean I saw some I saw this and I keep trying to get my wife or my son to play along where someone has number one ass cheeks and someone has number three toes (laughs) we'll roll around the game in our jerseys right? (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, that was great stuff. This 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 Hard Knocks is is something special. And it was awesome, man. It was just awesome. I I the only thing and so I'm sitting in a hotel in Pennsylvania. My fam we want and we my family we want to watch it together, but we didn't have a way to like so we're like, okay, ready. Play. Okay, bye and hang up and watch it and then we talked after. Um just so great. I mean, I mean in all I mean afterwards, all I could do is tweet I love this team, right? I mean, the, uh, this it was so great, so heartening to see That episode and get behind the scenes, the coaches, Dan Campbell uh, telling Shep about cutting his hair that that that, you know, small scene went by a lot of people. Super, super meaningful because what's the message here? Right. And this is we'll get a little bit about leadership. I'm going to talk a little bit about it in, in a little bit is with with another thing. But that is. You're here because of you. We want you to bring your whole self to work, who you are. You are here because of the person you are. And wh- how whatever it is, if you believe your hair make is, is part of who you are, you wear your hair how you want. But you bring yourself to the job because we hired you. And you're the self that is you because you're that good and we think you can do it. That was it said so much. And you saw Shep react, right? It meant a lot to him on a personal level. But it says so much to from a leader to tell their people, I want you. I hired you because of who you are and what you bring. If you bring long hair, if you bring short hair, it doesn't matter. You're you and that's who I want. Right, really, really Absolutely. strong.
1: I I thought it was great. I, I really thought that the entire way that they presented the assistant coaches and having them be featured performers. Look, the last time that I went through hard knocks, it was Greg Williams. It was Todd Haley mm-hmm. uh, under Hugh Jackson. They hated each other, and like, and they didn't they didn't hide it. Yeah. And, and it was obvious. Anybody who was ever out of Browns practice, those two just physically did not like one another. They didn't work well together. Mm-hmm. And I thought, for me the the best quote and maybe you have it maybe you have it here is what what deuce staley said to aaron glenn I, oh we have that <laughs> <laughs> yeah
2: let me see. and we'll get we'll get into that actually okay yeah that
1: that that, that, that for me was the the, the 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 biggest highlight of the show honestly yeah because <laughs> <laughs> that to you to what you were just talking about with jeff that's what that's what dan's all about that's what this lion's regime is all about
2: mm-hmm. yep So this next one goes a little bit into talking about we're going to we know we have running quarterbacks we're playing against. We're going to play a pursuit defense and we're not going to adjust on that because we want to put these guys into the shallows.
3: All right. Now, there's a number of teams as it equates to just bear with me, the ocean, right? There's a number of teams. They just barely get to the water. You got to get in the water to compete. The number of teams, that's all they get to. Then there's a number of teams, they are in the shallows. And they come in a hurry, man, and they are all over your ass. They're all over your ass, and they strike and move. They strike and move, and they're dangerous, man. You just gotta get a hold of them, though. If you can just get a hold of them, and you start dragging their ass out to the deep, dark abyss, you can drown them. And that's what we gotta be. That's who we have to be, because that's our domain. That is our domain, because we'll tread water as long as it takes to fucking bury you. We'll go as long as it takes, because we can, and we choose to. That's who we are, that's who we have to be. Now, it goes without saying, the teams that are dangerous in the shallows in the abyss are probably the top four or five in this league. That's who they are, and that's what we're working to.
2: There you go. All right. That's, that's that's one where we, we they, you know, it's YouTube. I mean, that's fair use. We're doing some news reporting here on, on an event that happened. So it shouldn't shouldn't get demonetized. But that's where YouTube always grabs you is on those kinds of clips right there. So um, that's, that's how it is. But anyway, what a great quote, right? I mean – you know, you get them into the shallows. They may be quick, but you you get a hold of them and you take them out to the depths, and then and, and then you bury them. I don't know if you bury people. I mean, you said you drown them. <laughs> but the metaphors get a little mixed sometimes. You know, one ass cheek, three toes, the whole
0: thing. <laughs> one the Germans bomb Pearl Harbor. <laughs> that's all I could
1: think of when he
2: said it. <laughs> Completely, the Germans bomb in Pearl Harbor. That's that's what happened there. Um, yeah, no. So so that's from a movie, kids. By the way, go watch Animal
1: House, please if you haven't seen it watch it It, it, you just need to if you're under 40 watch it required viewing for today
2: (laughs) all right i'm going to where are we here we go okay so you have the setup you have the player you have you know coach putting everything together putting the guys on notice that you know we are a team that that fights hard we're a team that doesn't give up we are a team you know this is bigger than biting kneecaps we're we're going to get our hands on them and we're going to take them out to the depths and we're going to we're going to Drown them, <laughs> bury them, whatever. Um, really, really, really good stuff. Um, but it wasn't without fun. And this, this is a little bit of a longer clip, but this is this is worth it because it's such a grand moment. Um, how do the guys have fun? Well, tell me your name and how much. You- my name's
1: Aiden Hutchinson. I'm from Michigan, and my signing bonus was uh, twenty-three <laughs> million.
2: there's a chorus group farming for the Detroit Lions team but you talk about camaraderie bro I was singing Billie Jean what are you talking about (laughs) that
1: was that was amazing uh the 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 fact that everybody got into it like that that they're comfortable enough around that Jared Davis ripped his shirt off during that like that's that's brotherhood man that's what it's all about
2: that was it was (laughs) such a great scene such a great time loved it absolutely loved it all right so then you know there's the understanding of who we are they define who they are they have a little bit of fun the rookie comes in and and you see he he messes up in the beginning gets a little bit of the rookie boo haze and then comes in and everybody gets behind him i mean that room full of people singing tells you what a team it is this it was great it was great um all right, so they get out, and they, show, they have the team out there. I was here the, the practice before, this practice, and the practice after. The first day of pads. This was interesting, the closeout, because I haven't heard anyone in the media or anywhere talk about this. But at the end of practice, when they grouped up and talk, and, and we have the audio here. They played it in Hard Knocks. They were together for a long time. And this is the thing. You can hear some of the audio cuts in the, in the, uh, in the show. They're really obvious Hearing them audio only, um, but when you see them with the video, they're not as much, not as obvious. But um, this first day closeout or this first day of pads closeout was was really interesting because they spent a lot of time talking in the breakdown, and it's uh, for, you'll you'll hear uh, Campbell first, and we'll get to Jamal Williams, uh, who also did a, a closeout after uh, Coach Campbell. We got to talk to Alim McNeil. We talked to a whole bunch of players after after the after this, and Alim said. It was interesting, and you'll hear, you'll, you'll, you'll hear these quotes, but I want you to put this in your head first. Aleem said, we got to do better. It wasn't, we, weren't, we were a little down today, but we'll do better tomorrow. We'll bring it back. He, he walked away, and he knew the practice wasn't the practice that they wanted, and uh, they were being asked for a lot from Campbell, and he talks about it here right now as he closes out the first day of padded practice.
3: So, look, here's what i got to get across, guys. I had a couple of you look at me like, what the fuck? Why are we going live? I swear to God I'm not a lunatic. I swear to you. And if I absolutely knew we could get to where we need to get without ever putting pads on, I'd do it, I swear to you. I don't want to put anybody in jeopardy. However, I do know this. The studies say you got to get volume and you got to get intensity before a season comes. You have to. If you don't, I'm not getting you prepared, not only physically for injury, but also for us as a team to get better. Defensively, what is the essence of what we do, man? What are the two things? pursuit and tackle pursuit and tackle man if you don't work on tackling if we don't work on run after catch making a move man we what are we doing man then we finally get to week eight and we come to life because we got enough reps but I'm, i'm telling you honestly i'm doing this because it actually does help you with injury if we do it the right way We're not gonna do it every day, but I got a plan, I swear to you. All I think about is you guys. That's all I think about, man. That's all I fucking think about is you guys and how I set you up for the best fucking possible, the best possible advantage I can give you to have a season. I swear to you, man. I just need you to trust me, that's all. Please. Let's be better tomorrow.
2: There was, and so off of that, Jamal Williams speaks after this and breaks him down. But that's you heard what he you heard what he said. He wasn't happy with what they had, and then Aleem we were just talking to him, doing autographs, you know, right, and doing this thing, and uh, talk. He very open talked about it and and said, you know, we do got to do better. Aleem's beast every time I saw, I saw him out there. <laughs> if he wants to do better, awesome. But um, I was you know phew, it, was, it was something. So that was that was really good to see Campbell's breakdown there. Definitely, and it's something that you would not have seen from the prior
1: regime. It, it would not have gone that way, <laughs> suffice to say.
2: a uh, Question for the chat. Off topic, do you still have a promo code for Diamond CBD? Yeah, go to CBD.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Use coupon code Lions. Lions will get you 55% off. There you go. CBD.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. All right, so then we go, and we're going to get into the um, the Jamal's breakdown here and the closeout of the day in pads. Um, this, is, this is, and we saw Jamal too, and what was interesting is, he he had recovered and was just his Jamal self when when we saw him uh, after this. But this is this is a pretty emotional moment.
0: Well, let's let y'all know, man. Today is the minimum of effort. Tomorrow we gonna come back even better. I know we started out slow. I know we got pads on the first day coming back. I know we looking at Coach crazy, but we gotta believe in him. You know what I mean? He gonna put he gonna put us in the right position. We just gotta come out here and be dogs. We gotta come out here. No, we gotta be champions. If today y'all think this is it, this ain't it. We gotta keep going. Do not give up. Do not feel like you tired. When you tired? Think of last year and think of that fucking record. Every time I get tired or I think I can't go no more, I think of that fucking record. That ain't us. We can make it. We gotta believe, we gotta be mentally strong. When we tired, that's when we gotta put our fundamentals together. That's when we gotta be more focused. When we tired, look across the field and see how tired they are. That should give you more effort. Be like, I'm gonna beat his ass. I'm gonna get fundamentally strong. Everybody's great when they not tired. The champions is when they tired, that's when the real champions come out. That's when that real dog come out. Cause if you go piss like a puppy, stay on the porch. And let the big dogs eat. Let them on the fucking field. Have some heart. I get emotional about this. I'm about to cry, cause I care about y'all. Last year wasn't it. Last year, fuck, got me angry, pissed, but this year, I'm trying to be better for y'all. When you see I'm tired, I'm going to keep going. Remember your why. Remember why you play football. I want y'all to give everything you got. Yes, Every day. <laughs> you. 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 Do your best. Let's go. Lions on three. One, two, three. Nice. Nice.
2: All right. I want to talk about something very specific that he said there and something that I've heard a couple of times from different people on this team. Uh, this goes directly to that servant leadership piece that I've talked about since the beginning. Um, there's an author and speaker named Simon Sinek. He does a book called Find Your Why. And it talks about specifically what you're doing and how you could look at it from a number of different directions, but people so often talk about, you know, what and then how, and then they end on why. And, you know, we, you know, we've got a great computer with these kind of features and so go buy it, right? Because you need it. But if you start with the why, the emotional connection, the reason you need this computer. Apple does it really well. A lot of brands kind of build, start with your heart and then come out from there. It's the same thing on your job. Why are you doing your work every day? Why is this? Um, And why am I here? And what is driving me? And then how am I going to achieve that? And then what is it that I'm going to do? And if you approach from that centered out, from starting with your why, it's a whole different approach to work. It's a whole different approach to leadership and and stuff. So, it's one of those things. Yeah, Ken. Thanks. <laughs> Maybe it's a speech I should give my sound equipment before every show. Uh, <laughs> but that's 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 something I heard, and I heard it. I've heard it a couple times, but I wanted to point that out. R- highly recommend find your why, Simon Sinek. Great, great stuff. Um, but this this is again. I'm telling you, they, they've they given all the clues and they've talked about it, the, the way and the style of leadership. And one of the things that you, you talk about with this, and I'll, and I'll be quick, Riz, and let you react, but, you know, so often we reward companies and people for this kind of frenetic piece. And then at some point in time, they've reached an objective and we don't talk about the people who make that Steady climb They may not get to the objective on the same day But they supersede it over time And they're not this frenetic Because this frenetic thing is what makes people quit And what makes makes people give up the, the, the rapid highs and lows But if you have something predictable I'm going the wrong way If you have something predictable A nice long climb People can invest in it And with this style of leadership That's what they're building This Again, the six year contracts That they got Tell me that that is the model here Take the ride. Enjoy the ride. Enjoy the path to get there. It's been a long time, but this is this is what uh, this is, I think, what's what's being built. And you see Jamal Williams talking about it in a breakdown. You hear other people talking about coaches talking about find your why and and how the seam is being built. Good, good breakdown, though, from Jamal, right?
1: Absolutely. It, it was emotional, but it, it was also focused like he didn't he didn't try to. To bury people in water, like he 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 was he knew what he was doing there, yeah. and the, the, I loved the reaction of the teammates around him. A couple guys saying, "You know, I love you, man." Like that's again that that's that's cut from Dan's cloth. Yep. That's what we talk about. They're all they're they're all from the same seamstress, baby, and that's <laughs> that's gonna that's gonna make a huge difference. Um, didn't necessarily see it a lot a lot last night, but as time goes over, and again, it was one preseason game. We're going forward. Uh, we're going up that hill. We're all going there together, and uh, it, it. We might not get to the top of that hill this year, but you can certainly see them climbing in the direction that they need to be going,
2: um, and that's great embodiment of it. Yep. Okay. I know Riz is about. I'm going to cut less than a minute of clips here. We're going to just get a couple. We'll short line it uh, really quick. Here's a Staley quote. I truly love him
3: but I want to fuck him up between the lines. I'm going to tell you straight up.
1: <laughs> I loved that quote. That That was what really resonated with me because that is Deuce being Deuce. And that is, that's what Dan wants. And that is something that, I, again, I've been around a lot of organizations that have failed. That sentiment um, and that respect for one another is not something that you get every day that that's that, that was great i loved that. 100%. that 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 right there is also why deuce will be a head coach next year somewhere else potentially yeah <laughs> all right uh 20 seconds here Let's last thing i'm going to say i'm keeping
3: this brief the last thing i'm going to say is this there is no light at the end of the tunnel there is no light there's a song metallica has no leaf clover and it says man when it comes to the soothing light at the end of your tunnel It's just a freight train coming your way. If you're seeing a fucking light, it's a freight train. Just put your head down and go to work. It's about to be fun, man. It's about to
1: be fun.
2: There you go oh man that's great so two songs i'm singing billy jean i'm singing uh no leaf clover after this thing just stoked. By the way
1: they played no leaf clover at the start of the fourth quarter last night i listened to it going into allen park <laughs> twice um different versions So the M version i listened to the the album version of it uh on the way into to practice wednesday morning it's uh Getting back into the rotation. Yeah. Great, great, to-
2: great tune. Yep. <laughs> and then this one's just like seconds long, but I got I to gotta hit this last one because we got to get it in its entirety.
3: Come on, Dees. Dece nuts. De- what? I, was the boat. <laughs> I guess we're going through and switching it now. It's old school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you
2: did. Yes, you did. these nuts. There you go. Oh, that's good stuff. All right. Everyone, thanks for putting up with everything early and in, in, in the show. Follow yeah. us. Thank you. We will be back next weekend for sure on Saturday. Um, there's a lot of travel. I've got to, I'm traveling again. It's we're going to be Saturdays till the end of this month. And then we're going to get back on our Wednesday time frame. We appreciate everyone for joining us and doing this with us. Um, you guys are the best and gals and uh, stick with it. Hard knocks. We may, we're, we're talking about maybe doing a little something, something this week. We'll see. I'll.
1: Yeah, I might, I'm going to be remote this week. I will try to record something during the week. Just a little thoughts and, and, something but yeah. we'll, we'll get that done but yeah but by the way hit the like button subscribe to the channel so you know when we're going to be coming and giving you content yeah. do it yeah Just
2: do it thank it's free you. don't cost nothing thank you yeah help us out with this get this thing through the algorithm and do the thing let people find us hit the like subscribe we appreciate everyone who does that you are you are our Kind of heroes. All right, remember, don't forget about us on Patreon. Patreon.com. I'll just throw this up really quick. You can see my an Antonio Brown quote. Don't forget us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. This little meme came up out of there. Uh out of the Slack chat you get access to if you do as little as $5 a month on the donation side. It's a great time. Um I have to read this really quick. Uh it's it's a meme from the Antonio Brown Quote, this is me, and it is a picture from our our last show. My biggest regret as a podcaster doesn't involve calling a certain 2014 first-round tight end a slacker or showing up to the training camp party full tilt until 3 a.m. or throwing back Jaeger shots on the St. Jude's 24-hour show. And it definitely doesn't involve taking a pie in the face and doing a victory lap around the neighborhood while my family throws up deuces. My biggest regret is I'll never get to see me, Chris, host a podcast live. Sure, I can watch the YouTube video afterwards, but I can't imagine what it was like for you all to see something like that, like watching Metallica or Jesus perform at Red Rocks. Chris, the Detroit Lions podcast on his biggest regret. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at DET Lions podcast, DET Lions podcast. It's the very best place to show up and be fans free. Also, give us a call via Skype Detroit Lions podcast. All one word is the account Detroit Lions podcast or call us in the Lions line at nine two nine three three five four six six seven. That's nine two nine three three lions. And be sure to go to Detroit Subscribe to the podcast so Riz and I can do what? What do we love to do?
1: We'd love to come into your ear holes automatically. That's right.
2: Thank you for tuning in. We're going to see you next time on the Detroit Lions podcast. Remember, no pants, no toasters, no hot tubs, no problems. Because we are your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. Thank you all for tuning in.
0: Final seconds winding down. And look at that. How big is that? Chris and Case out of time. Pack the bags, start the plane. This show is over.
3: You've had enough of that shit.